Just woken up. This isn't how every episode's going to start now. But it's episode 27 of A Bed With Dev. Here we are in New York City. God, I'm walking here! I'm walking here! Looking out the window, 23rd Street. That thing's called the Empire State Building, Emily. We have a lot of history running around it. The streets in our 20s. <clears throat> the sun is shining today after a horrendous rainstorm, or snowstorm is what it was. Sitting on some crisps that we got from Dwayne Reed. Or was it Walgreens? Walgreens. We went and saw some friends yesterday. Had some healthy food, didn't drink. Emily had a glass of wine, but that's okay, because she can handle it. And then we got some sushi and disappeared to the hotel room to watch The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. New season. Lisa Vanderpump's got a lot of issues. Yeah, what's your review of the episode? Very dramatic. They know that you're loyal, you know. It's like, uh, it's like, you know, with wrestling, Daniel Bryan has turned baddie. You know, she's showing emotion, because she's like you. She doesn't get emotional, really. She's one who's usually telling others where it's at. Towing the line, getting other people in, in line. But she's lost the plot. Well, she's not proud about handbags. Understandably. Yeah. Right, so this episode is um, a jumble, a mix. Takes place in New York City and Mexico. Because we're going to Mexico tomorrow on Valentine's Day. And we're pretending it's our anniversary, is it? Is that... Yeah. Yeah. What else was I going to ask you? Oh, yeah, I was going to ask you about when you wake up. And all you listeners out there, if there is any of you. You're probably like me. When you're waking up, or you're don't know if you're asleep or not, but the thoughts in your mind in the morning are not helpful. They're not even rational. I just had a dream where my ex-boss was showing me around a building, and that's not relevant anymore because mm-hmm. my ex-boss, and that was not enjoyable. So, I want to say to my own head on my own podcast in my own city, stop giving me those thoughts. Actually, I want to fight them back. And you people out there. Just because you have those thoughts in the first hour, it's it's all about. I think waking up a lot of times about rectifying. He's trying to rectify his traffic situation right mm-hmm. there. You wake up just thinking about the day, thinking about you know bagels and you know, yeah, climate change or whatever. Usually. Is it well? Climate change is a worry. I think. I just saw on my list of podcasts, the Alec Baldwin podcast, where he goes, Welcome to Here is the Thing. And he tries to say it like, it's a bit, Alec, that's a bit too cringy. You don't have to act when you're speaking like that. You know, Here is the Thing. I don't like that. But he's calling it, he's interviewing someone on the subject of climate science. Science is what it is. Science. So, um, yeah, climate science is what I'm now going to call it. What are you going to call it? You don't want to talk about it. It's hard to talk about in America in the bars. We're not going to do that. But, you know, climate we're science. Not here. No. It's going to be on the same page. Yeah, not in New York. Yeah, people that when it snows, they go, oh, what do you think about climate change now? <laughs> <laughs> right, so anyway, it's a lovely, clear day. We're going to cheat the breakfast here in that they give us three bagels and muffins. The muffins are the size of maybe a soccer ball, How football. How was the muffin? Was it okay? Yeah, it was right. It was yeah. very sweet. I had a lot of yeah. sugar yesterday. Well, you, 
with me. The blueberries in a blueberry muffin in New York City are just sugar bombs. I don't think they're natural blueberries. Um, and it was a big muffin, and people were putting them in the microwave. Mm, yeah. Well, cause What's that going to do to a muffin? Toaster. Yeah, but like doesn't that make it... Fresh out of the oven. Does it make it, like, moist, though? Like it does with... You know if you put chips or something in a microwave, it'll just make them soggy. I'm a classy guy. Haven't done that for years. That anyway, like... should we find out? Should we put a muffin in the microwave here, live in Chelsea, New York City? I like a toasted blueberry muffin. Cut it in half. Why don't I have a fucking toaster? Toaster costs like fifteen dollars. But the bagels the were fresh. They are fresh, aren't they? If yeah. they were stale, it would or like you know, not tasty. That would be a problem. Mm. Be pointless. We might as well just go around the corner. Yeah, I mean, so is that why we should nick a couple? Yeah, but then they won't be fresh. We're, we're on a budget here because you know, obviously, n- New York City, the price has not gone down, but the pound has. So when we got two pints next door, what's it called? Jake's Saloon. I'm calling you out, Jake's Saloon. What is the rate today? Jake's Saloon, two pints when we got here. One of Guinness, one of, um, what was yours? Pissed. What's it called? Blue Point. Blue Point. Classic American beer. $18 plus tip for two pints, and one of them was the fucking 16-ounce Guinness. New York City, that's not, that's not on. Do you reckon they do that in the rest of America? You can't charge a pint price for a 16-ounce pint. It's 20 ounce a pint. They can charge whatever they want. Yeah, I'm not digging that. There's sco- they started doing it in London as well. I had a schooner the other day, and I was like, why are you giving me a schooner? He went, oh, that's what we do here. It's a better pint. It doesn't get warm in your hand. It's like, uh, yeah, but you still charge me £6, aren't you? Anyway, let's not whinge. I think that's just rhetoric, though, because you don't order... <laughs> it's different how in the UK you would order a pint or a half pint. You're actually ordering by the measurement. In America, you're ordering a beer. There is no half pint, right? We don't do halves. So you're not ordering by the measurement. You're just either ordering a draft. You're shaping the game. So it's irrelevant how big it is. To but the Diageo are allowing it. It was a branded glass, wasn't it? Right. So yeah. Diageo are maybe enforcing it, giving away less of their product for the same price. So, yeah. How do you feel about everything? Great. This is a monthly podcast, if you're wondering out there. I'll always slumber or clumber to find a podcast every month. Clumber. The last New York City episode, I did a lot of work. Remember, I edited it in Nashville for about six hours in some weird IT section of a motel. (laughs) That was fun. (laughs) But that episode, you know, you'll hear that it's a lot more accomplished now. You know, I've got hold of the sound effects. I had a lot of feedback about too many sound effects. I don't need a laugh track (coughs) because I'm not funny. Yeah, but I am. I just walked around Nashville for a couple hours on my own while you sat in a tiny little compute room with a yeah, computer. But it was an it. important episode. I interviewed Donald Trump before this all happened. That's right. Now we've had enough of him. I can only say this. There was absolutely no collusion. Time to eat. Time to eat. <laughs> See you in a bit when we'll probably be live in East Village. Oh, yeah, let's have a little... Um... Oh, we'll be back, we'll be back in a sec. <laughs> Right, interlude time. This message is being done from somewhere else, not New York City. Wish I was in New York City. When I was there, I had a stomachache and, you know, it was snowing. So maybe not. You know, the grass is always greener. Um, so this song is called... There's someone walking the other way, so I'm going to have to do that thing where I pretend I'm on the phone, but I'm really doing a podcast. This song is the new single, Company Man. So, yeah, the album 
Drum roll, please. It's called Can't Get Arrested. It is out on May 10th, or maybe the week before, I haven't decided, but I think it's going to be May 10th, and most importantly, the album release, because I don't care about streaming and shit. The album release, where you can buy it in person, is on May 5th, 2019, this year. I'm not that organised. May 5th, 2019, from 2pm, it's a day gig. About to go to the gym, everyone's in their spandex, it's a Monday night, all the women are working out. Sometimes the women in this gym have their hair down, they want to be seen. Some of the men are exposing the shoulders, pounding around, feeling good, full of endorphins. Anyway, the album is called Can't Get Arrested. May 10th, 2019 is a release. May 5th is the album release at the Monarch in Camden. Yes, the Monarch. We know the sound man. They can fit an eight-piece band in it. We've got a great bill of acts. We've got Dan Raza, who is... Or Dan Raza, sorry... I only just realised after knowing for about six years that his name Dan Raza uh, is going to be playing solo, I think. The Rosalies, who are an amazing band and great friends of ours, also a couple. You've heard them, you know them, the Rosalies. And then No Coward Soul are playing, they're a great band. they uh, great guys as well. They played uh, recently at Chalk Farm Folk. And we've got, of course, the Mill Island Band, the Legends. May 5th. 2019 can't get arrested there will be a condom edition of this album a download on a condom and you'll only be able to get it at this gig condom for five pounds with the entire album on a download code and the cd possibly i'll probably do a cd for the old people can't get arrested best thing i've ever done loving it back to new york city now after you hear company man see you in the gym
So we should acknowledge that we went to Cyborg Cafe, mm-hmm. just briefly. Okay. Where you first performed music, is that right? Yeah. It means a lot to her, I'll say it for her. She first played at this venue and it's where we met nearly 10 years ago. A lot of the characters still there. We, we came straight off the plane and went to this open mic at Cyborg Cafe. We didn't really have the jet lag then, but we did yesterday. Had a couple of beers, you know, things have changed a little bit. There's obviously the 22-year-old girls are on their phone until they play, and then they play, and then they're on their phone for five minutes again, and then they leave. Um, so if I was running the open mics, which I will be in London this year, I'm not going to be having that from you lot. In fact, you can fuck off. <laughs> There's no phones. You're not on the phone while other people are performing. You know what I saw someone do as well that I'd never seen before is that they were holding the phone up. I mean, we're not on Instagram, right? So I don't understand. I don't really know how it works. But like they were holding the phone up to the performance and they were typing in their at. They're typing in their whatever Instagram name on their performance while they were performing. And like, I don't know if that was a live. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I just want to be in the. Don't you just want to be in the room and like yeah, see the thing and the, got themselves switched on? It's not just people that are a certain age either. It's a, it's a life choice. You've got to actually think about what you're doing really now. The game is on in the next couple of generations of life here. You're either going to survive or you're not. And if you're fucking around performing for people that aren't in the room, you, you, it's a waste of time. And Instagram's not a music platform. It's another Facebook platform. It's not going to do anything for you as a musician. So if you're telling people I'm on Instagram when you're performing music, don't know what you're doing, mate. You're better off just performing the fucking music and saying your name, and that's it. Talk to me if you like it. Let's do some real life shit. I mean, that's how we met. Mm-hmm. At that spot, anyway, it was a, it's a romantic place for me. It's where I first talked to you and I said, I've got this music competition. Do you want to join it? You're folk. It's a bluegrass folk. That was folk what you just did. And you were like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and then you signed up. <laughs> and that was it, was it? Yeah. Or did you come downstairs with me the first day? No, you didn't. No, that was that the second was week. That was a week later. So Cyborg Cafe is where we met. It's where I said, do you want to play on my album? And we started singing together. Yeah. We first got the dynamic. The balance happened there where, oh, he's mad and rambling. And I'm going to be like, okay. <laughs> and your reaction. It was a comedy yeah. interaction. And as usual, though, I was knackered on a Monday night in there. So this time, do you know, I, felt, I didn't feel as tired as I used to in there when I used to do two double shifts in Paddy Riley's over the weekend. And then come down to there. But I had to, because I had to live my own life. Meet some chicks, bring them back to Paddy Riley's. <laughs> and you were with a girl on that first I night. was with a girl who was on the show called Cake Boss. Do you remember? Yeah, I remember you showing it to me. She was pretty. She was serious. She was Italian. She was from Philadelphia. No, she was from Nashville. She used to wear cowboy boots. And her brother was a musician. What did she think? Do you remember? I never hear about her side of the story from that first night. She got married and had a kid and she's done the same thing. She's out. She's not hanging around here. I think she's got her own bakery. She was all right. And what... We had a fish... We went to a fish restaurant just before we met you. In the village. That night. Yeah, Yeah. in the West Village. So I met her at the Cafe Vivaldi open mic, which is also now gone. Anyway, the point of me saying this is that Cyborg Cafe is going. They've got new owners and it's where we met. Although we've learned that we disagree by about four feet... Or the actual spot where we met on. There's no way we would have been able to have that conversation in front of the staircase. Maybe not. Maybe not. And yeah, there's people performing. I don't know. It was a hundred percent in front of the girls' bathroom. Right. Oh, yeah. That's God, I was literally waiting. waiting. I was literally waiting for women. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and it, you know, the last, this Monday coming is the last ever Monday where all the old characters are going to come mm. out. But we have to keep moving forward. My solution is I'm going to run my own open mic. I'm just starting a new job where I'm sort of running venues for events. So I'm going to create a new kind of hub for this sort of stuff. Someone will, but someone has to take the baton. And they can't necessarily be self-serving, but it works for me because I do all of this crap as well. Mm. So look out for my open mic this year. It might be called the best ever open mic because mm-hmm. our events company is called the best ever, isn't That's it? Right. Or do you want it to be called Do You Want a Pickle Open Mic or just pick just Onion Open Mic? Uh, okay. But then people will think they have to come with onions. That might be all right. Emily's back. That's Emily's text if you have your text in there. Oh, it's WordPress. Um, give us more money for your website that nobody goes to. Go to our website, mahoneyinthemoment.com, because we pay for that. Anything else about Sidewalks? Where you first played, it's where we met, it's where you used to test out songs. Do you want to play a song by one of the musicians from there? Lots. Brian Speaker, who we met there, produced our first album, Mahoney in the Moment. All the musicians I used to, we've done gigs there, obviously. Will Hensley used to be in our band there, and... You know, we used to, it was our hub in like 2011, was it? After we couldn't get a gig at Rockwood or whatever. Um, that's where the serious musicians are. We did the album release there for the first album. We did our first album release there where there was some, it was on, was it on 9-11? Was that a stupid idea? Did we do an album release on the 11th of September? No. No, it's on the 9th. But in any case, the Queen's Bridge just closed because there was a scare, wasn't there? And it's like fuck. So we were an hour late for our own album release, and then we went on. Then we went on at eleven instead. But we had party bags, and there was balloons in the room, and everything. Everyone blew up balloons, and it was quite good. But I was living the dream, and we are again today. Come to New York City, everyone. It's expensive, but you can be who you really are. It will rejuvenate your mind. Do you feel rejuvenated? Not really, because I'm used to it now. It's like going back to my uni town. But it's not over, and it's never over. I'm saying, to people, you know when you invite people when you come into town and you invite people that we'll be, have on this podcast in a minute, that, um, if anyone shows up, that you know, and it's like, it feels a bit selfish where you go, come to this bar, I'm going to be here, and I'm only here for one night. But, you know, it's kind of the way it is, but you'll always come back if, it, if the city or the people mean anything to you, you know? Have I just said a lot and you didn't? Yeah. That's the way this works, though, isn't it? There's been a couple of episodes in the bag for a while that, I haven't been that interested in releasing. Sometimes I interview people and it doesn't go that amazing. I mean, obviously I'm entertaining. Right. Ah. Of course you are. I think I'm just hungry, so I'm not really feeling very chatty. All right, tell me the song then. Yeah, but you need to get over that. People out there, sometimes, if you're not feeling good, you have to put the show on. This is a show, man. We've got 100 million subscribers. By someone from Sidewalk that you like. Crazy in the Brains, whoever they are. (laughs) Debbie Dalton. Who else? Latch. Oh, Jason Trachtenberg, whatever his name is. He's fucking amazing. <laughs> is that his name, Trachtenberg? I think that's the Trachtenberg Family Orchestra or something he's got with this. Right, family. Jason Trachtenberg. He's like a real-life Rick Moranis, and he's talented. Here he is. It's gonna be a good
All right, welcome back. This is Will Hensley. He's been on the show before. Will, you've just been to the Grammys. What happened? It was fine. I almost literally bumped into Weird Al Yankovic. I thought he was going to be taller. Uh, but yeah, I was a big Weird Al fan growing up, so that was interesting for me. What's the catering like at the Grammys? What are the toilets like? Pretty strong toilets. Well, the thing is, it's at the Staples Center, and so it's kind of... It's really weird to see all these like beautiful people in perfect suits, crazy gowns, long things, crazy shoes, yet they're sitting in these plastic bucket seats and going up these crazy concrete stairs like it's a miracle that people don't fall down. Like the food's expensive and not that good there. Oh, you have to pay for the food? Oh yeah, you have to pay for the ticket. Did you get a plus one? I did get a plus one. I brought my buddy Greg, it was his... Oh, it was, okay. His, his wedding present. What's a lanyard when you're in the Grammys? Is it like gold? Who was there? Who did you see? Did you meet Springsteen? What happened, man? Is that it? Weird out. I didn't meet Springsteen. I was, uh, there was a, there's a bluegrass group that won, that won the uh, Grammy right before the children's album nomination, or... Is that what you were nominated for? Children? Yes, best children's album. Have you heard about Ryan Adams? He's just been exposed for, like, texting some 12-year-old or something. Fuck's sake, man. Oh, god damn it. Me, you got me too. All right, so the bluegrass band, was it Chatham County Line? No. Was it, it those guys, it Greg Seil or Thilly or whatever yes, his name is? Chris, Chris Thilly. It was the Punch Brothers. Chris wasn't there. Is the Punch Brothers any good? I think they're really fantastic. I think Chris... Are they like trying to be a bluegrass radio head? No, I think they're trying to push the limits of like what is musically possible within the bluegrass format. Bluegrass players are typically really, really great. Is um, it Thilly or Thile or what? I think it's Thile. I Chris I met him and I didn't know who he was and Emily asked him to play mandolin on her album the one you did with I you. remember that yeah, yeah. And he, he was, was in Banjo Gyms yeah and then the next week I think he was like on an Elton John album or something yeah. he, he could have gotten so much more exposure with the hard bodies. no we'd have sought him out yeah I mean he's probably not doing anything now he wasn't even he wasn't even at the Grammys he was at home he didn't bother he's, he didn't that, bother. he's that good yeah but the rest he was probably like recording a didn't he do a classical music album on a mandolin? Yeah, he's done... You should be mates with him. Do you know him? I don't... I've met him, like, probably three times. He wouldn't remember me. You and him are probably the best musicians in this city. We have to be. Right, let's end that. There's a song by the Punch Brothers. Are they any good? I yes. think they're really great, yes. Did I miss the joyous point? We've made it. Yeah, we made it. Where? Thank God! It's morning. Sorry, people are sleeping. But as you can tell, 
We're at the ocean. We're in Mexico. It's been a tough winter, but we've really made it. Right now, we've made it. Ryan Adams hasn't, but we've made it. Ryan Adams has not made it. Ryan Adams won't be getting played on this pod anymore. And all <laughs> and all my listings of him as an influence, I'm just you know, going to have to add a B. Hey, also, one other thing. Couples out there, word of advice. Always say it's your anniversary or you've just proposed. Or any others. No, that's basically it. When you book into a hotel or when you are on a flight... Because we've arrived at our hotel and it's covered in rose petals. We've got free chocolate here. Is that champagne or carver? Fucking champagne. It's Valentine's Day when we arrived. And they sorted us out. Hola. So always do that. I mean, that's not cheating. It's just taking advantage of life. We, We pay our price. We're standard consumers. We usually pay for our, you know, upgrades. Is this the penthouse? We are on the top floor, yeah. We've got an amazing view. The best thing you can do is love someone. And say it's your anniversary always. See you soon. That was the most I've laughed in a while. So did you know what my task was just there? Oh, you were taking your underwear off, weren't you? So I've come down to the pool. Well, where are we? The sea. I've come down to the sea unexpectedly. You know, wearing underwear from breakfast. And I'm in shorts. So the task was... Get in the sea, get the underwear off, and the shorts. So it's actually quite choppy. The waves are like six or eight foot high. So I couldn't ever settle long enough. So anyway, I got it all off, which is very, fairly easy. But then I couldn't separate the pants. So they're like brief type pants. I'm exposing everything on the pod. If the FBI listen to my podcast, they're going to know everything about me. But yeah, so, um, so I was naked for quite a long time. And it was just hilarious to me that I couldn't get the, the pants and the shorts separated. But then I put the shorts on and the waves kept coming. So then I put the shorts on and both legs went into one leg. So I kind of... And then I lost the pants as well. So then I just reassessed. I managed to separate the pants from the shorts and get them on. But then even with the waves keep coming, they kept knocking the pants off me as well. It was amazing. But then I just sort of thought, oh, maybe the briefs will just end up these M&S briefs, size medium. Or actually, they're size large, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, maybe they'll... But they're a good pair, those ones. They're in my top Ethion. I do need some new underpants. If anyone wants to send any underpants, email us, um, mahoneyatthemoment at gmail.com. Um, and I'll, I'll fill you in. You can send us some briefs. I also might start doing a thing called Pantheon, where you can get money for doing this shit. 30 episodes in, got news for you all. They might, you might have to pay for this thing. This is getting so good, isn't it? That you might have to, uh, you know, this music in the background's free, the PRS, you don't have to pay them. I mean, you're getting the real sounds of Mexico. No, no, don't. Um, yeah, so I got them on in the end, and then I did find the underpants as well. But it was fun, that. I enjoyed that. But then I fell on that little cliffy thing a little bit and got sand all over me just when I was wet. And the sand then goes on you like, you know. Power. No, no. <laughs> like getting dough wet, you know. It's just not. No, that's not the right analogy. Or just falling on wet paint. But anyway, it's weird how when you get to the holiday destination as well, all you people out there, everyone else seems tanned already. 
I know. Maybe they're not. Is no one else here on their first day? And everyone looks gorgeous as well by the pool. It's annoying. But mind you, we're gorgeous. <laughs> you are. So yeah, how else? so this is kind of the Mexico episode and um, it's great, isn't it? You want me to forget about Ryan Adams now, yeah? And you've got no further comment. It was good chat for a while, but... Yeah, you're losing it now. But this was a big thing. It's a soundtrack to my 20s, that music, you know? For fuck's sake. People are disappointing. That's another song title. People are disappointing. Uh, well, there's obviously about a hundred Ryan Adams songs in my phone, and then I shuffle it. I think I'll be all right. I mean, I think everyone knew he was a dick anyway. Yeah, I knew he's a massive twat. It, so it's it's been getting more and more difficult to separate the um, music from the. Um, but I had a big period, two thousand five six. When I was breaking up with a girl, we released about a hundred songs then, three albums. They were all great to me anyway, even the dark one, 29. And, uh, yeah, it seems to be that talent... No gracias, amigo. Lo siento. Um, yeah, talent goes hand in hand with being a fucking insecure prick. But, yeah, so that's that. That's the end of that, yeah? I won't mention it to you again, but it's a good conversation piece for, you know, songwriters in our generation, all the people that are influenced by us, behaviour, being a man. Talent goes hand in hand with being a massive prick. Because that was was how the Evening Standard fucked up, wasn't it? By basically saying, oh, well, then you'll all just have to have boring, you know, bad art if you don't want your musicians to be... Is that what I haven't read that. But yeah, no, it's kind of... uh, You were saying that just then about Jason Isbell... He's good, but he's not as good as Ryan, is he? He's not got like he's not got like fifty brilliant songs. Jason Isbell's got about five. Yeah, but he's also it, got fifty fucking disgusting songs. Like when you yeah. pump out that much content, yeah. not all yeah. of it is genius. Yeah. He has put out way too much shit. Yeah. Double albums that shouldn't be double albums. Yeah. And like, yeah, there's a lot of it that's great. Something's not quite right, anyway, with the amount of music, and it was all about the same subject, all about women. And then the gigs were always about, oh, I've got this Minier's disease, so you have to shut the fuck up and do exactly what I say. It's all controlled and like, you know, I'm the victim though, remember? And you're not going to let me influence the set list. Fuck you. You know, he's a weird guy. But yeah, anyway, that's been a great source of reading in our transition from New York City to Mexico. You've had enough of it. Time to hit the buffet, but try and keep it under control. How did you feel about the breakfast? on offer Mexican breakfast you know how usually I go to town on a yeah. buffet I get like three different courses and I eat as much as I possibly well, that's can that's and then I getting, store up for lunch free. yeah that's because yeah I feel more calm about it because I know that the next few meals are also buffets and we've got a couple of days of this so we need to I mean you went for like a donut after a full breakfast with the know? coffee right do you know what I don't care we're here to probably going to get a margarita in a minute and just, I am yeah, maybe. I'm not drinking alcohol today. I'm going to keep healing. Just so you know, the New York segment there a second ago of Will kind of blacked out, man. Didn't work for me. Bad beer. I was, like, drinking a lot of Pepto-Bismol. So I've got to reassess my own behaviour. But not quite on the same level as... You were alternating beer and Pepto-Bismol. Yeah. Anyway... So once again, as half of the episodes of this show is, rejuvenating podcasts. We only get the time to do it when we're sitting around, man. And when our bodies are rejuvenating. 
But yeah, look out for Pantheon if you want to give me any money. There's a lot of money out there, isn't there? In the world. A lot of food as well. Inequality, that's another problem. Can you sort that out, Emily? I think it's called Pantheon. Well, I'll make my own website called Pantheon and it's going to be like, you have to give in your pants Patreon. now that I've lost them in the sea. Oh, Patreon. Nah, Pantheon's better. Some new songs have been written whilst we're around. Well, the titles. So a lot of my best songs recently have been that way. So I have a new song, thanks to Will as well, called Stevie Wonder Winked at Me. And then the other one which is up for debate is I Don't Wanna, and then in brackets, Get Me Too'd. You don't like that, no? That probably won't come out. That's a bit over the line. Westminster paedophile ring is probably over the line as well, but that's coming out. Look out for it. The album's called Can't Get Arrested. Alright, welcome back. We got it. We're here at 68 in Boston. Don't order the red drink. We got an exclusive joke. Laser. It's Melanie, isn't it? M- Melanie from Romania, tell her this joke. Okay, Melanie, you ready for the joke? Yes, I am. Okay, so a man goes to the doctors. He walks into the doctors. He's in a lot of pain. He, he's, he's struggling to sit down. The doctor says, what, what's happened to you? He says, well, I was, uh, I was on safari in Africa last week. And he said, uh, and, and I, was, I was raped by an elephant. And the, doc- the doctor says, oh my gosh. He says, oh, you, you better show me, you better show me your, your anus. So, so the, guy, the guy bends over, the guy bends over, he's in so much pain, he bends over. And the doctor looks at his, at his arsehole and it's, his, his arsehole is absolutely massive. It's like this. It's like the, so it's like a, it's like the size of a football. Like the size of his, yeah, like the size of a football. And the doctor says, oh my gosh, he says, it's hard for radio. Yeah, yeah, this is hard for radio actually. This, I don't know if this works on radio. <laughs> I'm going to have to start bringing me- me- measurements into it. Hang on, his anus, his anus was, a, was about a 30 centimetre diameter. <laughs> so, so, maybe more. No, it's not over yet. It's not over. No, no, no. So, so the doc, the doctor says, "Oh my gosh!" He says, "He says that's that's unbelievable." He says, "I can't understand what happened." Because he said, "Normally, uh, an elephant's an elephant's elephant's penis is only the size of an orange." Yeah, it's only the size of an orange. And the guy says, "Yeah, I know, but he he fingered me first." (laughs) Yeah, the best joke ever. Okay, that was good. All right, it's a bad joke. All right, see you in a sec. That was Matt Fazy with the joke. Oh no! Um, Can I play that? You think it'd be first? <laughs> and now, life in Mexico hotel room. Yeah. There's another joke, Emily. I'm for all this mainly for the listeners out there because I know Emily isn't impressed by this joke. Wait, don't you need hand signals and stuff to do it as well? No, we've just done that one. Oh. No, no. What's the difference? Okay. Or should we let it be Rebecca when she, she was on stage tell this one? It's a bit jumbled, that, though, isn't it? Mm-hmm. 
it could be a running thing because we could play the joke again with her telling it. Maybe we could include the same joke in every episode. Anyway, here we go. Emily, what's the difference between Dubai and Abu Dhabi? What, Steve? (laughs) In Dubai, they don't show the Flintstones, but Abu Dhabi do. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> so, hear the applause. Yeah. So Emma doesn't like that joke or the lasers joke about the elephant. But it begs the question: What's your favourite joke here, live in Mexico? Oh, Mexico, sounds so sweet. I always wanted to go. And whoa, yeah. So um, I think I'll have to go on a da 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 da. Right. So yeah. Um. Yeah. Coming soon. In this episode, we're gonna do a Me Too quiz. <laughs> it's gonna be controversial, and I'm actually gonna have to do some research. It sounds controversial. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of women listen to this and they'll be like, oh, you snowflaked me, Steve. You've crossed the line. You You've snowflaked j- me. So it's going to be a me, a me Too quiz where you no, also th- call your listeners. You just insult your listeners. No, but I know sometimes that I say stuff and I'm like, oh, I don't mean to be pervy, but... And it's like, well, you shouldn't say you don't mean to be pervy. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Do you really think you're pervy? Yeah. Of course. Well, you should know. Yeah, but I think you think you're... Like, you think I'm tame? No, 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 but I think you think you're, like, unusually pervy. Right. Well, I ain't got any Skype relationships of 14-year-olds going on, Emily. Have you? And I appreciate I've got no, And I appreciate I've got that. No, I've got no ball gags Yet. in my suitcase. Yet. I don't understand that, though. We were discussing that the other day, weren't we? Why does that feel good? Or what? what is, yeah, so you can't breathe out your mouth. Well, does it maybe have something to do with the choking thing? It's like, that's a... Restricting the air, you know, same thing with how these, all these guys have died by jacking off with a belt around their neck. Like, yeah. restricting Michael the Hutchins. airflow. What does it do? I don't know. I mean, I'm sure we can find out. Yeah. And what other sort of fetish items are you interested in or not interested in? Don't really want to say, do you? A public podcast? Well, I'm sure I'm not interested in a butt plug. No, a lot of women are, though. They tell me they are. See, this is the thing. A lot of women volunteer this information for me because, you know... Women tell you they're into butt plugs. Yeah, I've had, like I've had mouthy women say that to me, yeah. Because I, you know... What's the... I open them up. That sounds, um... Um, alright, I, I, um... <laughs> <laughs> open them up like an accordion. Isn't that how... Isn't that the same? <laughs> <laughs> how do you know you're not into that? Well, that's true. I'll tell you. It's shit, though, isn't it? Like, literally. Don't say literally. Literally. Uh, literally. Oh, I don't really miss Londoners already. Literally, like, I was literally, like, so... It was, like, so, like, literally. 
Like, if I eat that, I'll die. I can't eat it. I'm vegan. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm lactose intolerant. Can't drink milk. Almond, oh, you don't do almond milk. Like, what, like, literally don't do it. No, don't sell it. Got skim milk or fat milk. That's disgusting. Like, literally. Who's the contest? Who are going to be the contestants in the contest? Well, you're you're just me. You're answering the <laughs> quiz, but obviously the key players are Kevin Spacey, Harvey Weinstein, Ryan Adams. Who's Who? the other one? Aziz Ansari. Mhm. Who else is Louis. fucked up? Louis C.K. A lot of talent in this pool. Michael Jackson. He's an old school one. He's one of the originals. Well, I think there were a series of people. You could do a good Me Too band. Ryan Adams, Michael Jackson. I mean, they're two. They're both frontmen, though, really, aren't they? Imagine like Michael on bass. It just wouldn't work. I feel like we're getting some. Forgetting someone big. What oh, well, Cosby. Bill Cosby. Oh, Cosby. Yeah. All right. So Franco had a bit of a thing as well, didn't he? James Franco. Franco kind of did a similar thing to the like fourteen-year-old girl on the Skype. I Did think, he? Uh, yeah, I want to say it was James Franco. See, this is good actually because you've been down a Ryan Adams hole for the last four days, and now you can start exploring other two days and on and off. Mm-hmm. Well, he's in my top five musicians ever. Yeah, it so was it's something a bit inconvenient. I want to say me. it was something he was like engaging in, like illicit chat with her on fucking Instagram or something like that. You can, it's. But how many people are guilty of this now with the internet? Because you can contact a famous person now. You didn't used to be able to do that 20 years ago. No. James Franco, he's not been sort of called out about this, though. You just haven't been paying attention. All right, so back after the break, here's a word from our sponsor. I can't remember what the sponsor is. What do you fancy, Emily, the sponsor for this? No, I think you just said the sponsor was not Corona. It's not Corona. Do you want to stay with it's the It's not Blue Point people? either. And why don't, why, what about like Dos Equis or something? Why you no, like... I hate Mexican beer. Shit. Doritos? What? That's a great Mexican snack. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, Taco Bell. Taco Bell, you shouldn't be in London. Don't try it. Fuck off. It's bad food. I know. What are they doing? So you think this is a shit episode? Yeah. We discuss open mic, sidewalk cafe. This has been a great episode and we're going to finish... With the Me Too quiz. Well, you... Yeah. Round the world with Me Too. Is that this episode? And I took off my pants in the sea. That was amazing. I mean, what do you think about pedicures? Let's tie it back to that. <laughs> I mean, you get pedicures. Can you please go to her and say Bev with Stev? And then she'll remember. And you'll be like, no, I don't even know him. Just, uh, I love his podcast. <sighs> do you want to? No. Do you need one? No, look. Or are you just going to keep going okay. and... Where, where do you go? Oh, you do it yourself. Everyone out there, remember a bev with Stev. Uh, Lush nail. What's it called? I've forgotten. It's on Darblay Street. <laughs> Did she actually say that she would give people a discount? Yeah, ten percent. That's because you had your phone in her mouth. What? Oh, not, no, it wasn't her phone. Or <laughs> <laughs> my phone. That's because you were recording her. She felt obligated to. No, she was selling it. It was good. Tina was her name. Okay. You haven't even heard it. I mean, it's one of the greatest segments in the history of the show. 
So it's not acceptable to get to say, to... "Oh, it's been me too, mate." It's not acceptable to say that, is it? No, because it's serious. There's no, victims. There's I know victims. there is. And then you make the men, the man, the victim again by saying, that "No, I'm not. No, I'm not. He's a loser. I, we everyone knows these blokes are fucking losers." That's not good enough. No. It's fucking 40-year-old man, married man, yeah. asking what he thinks is an 18-year-old. But how many men out there have done it? It's not just him. Yeah. And it's not me. Is it you, Emily? It might be me. Maybe I'm going to me to you. You don't know what... I'm going to check out your hard drive. <laughs> Show me. Imagine if I'm just chatting to 14-year-old boys. Oh, Jesus! <laughs> It doesn't really work that way, though, does it? Doesn't really. Well, how what? Well, 15. I guess a bunch of. T- <laughs> <laughs> I guess a bunch of teachers have gone down that way, haven't they? Yeah, I mean, am I going to get exposed for this episode? Am I ending my career in free podcasting that, that a few people Kidman. listen to? Oh, we Eyes watched Wide Shut. Amazing movie. Talk to me about the television in Mexico. They're all, they're only showing really terrible films like yeah. The Fly. <laughs> What was the film with Liam Neeson where Dark Man. Rubbish. They like... See, this is where we know where the, all these... Why all these superhero films are being made, though, because they're going to see him in these markets. And it translates very well. I think that's what's going on with movies. You know, they're obviously being made for the money, but to see Scarlett Johansson flying around in a rubber suit showing her ass or whatever, it's like Baywatch, isn't it? It's the lowest common denominator... You know, they overdub the, the language and it's great, you know. Culturally across the world, not everything translates with the humour and with the type of scripting and stuff like that. We've got to remember that Baywatch is the biggest film ever and it's a, you know... I think it's also... And the superhero films feel like an extension of that. I think it's also that in modern life people require, an, like, an overload of stimuli in order to be, like, to hold their focus... Whereas, I don't know, for me, seeing a film like that, my I get bored in, like, two seconds, and I start... What, like, Avengers or whatever? Yeah, but I think for a lot of people who are need to be constantly on their phones or, like, you know, or, or used to be on their phones while they're watching TV and stuff, to have the constant action, the constant noise, the constant, like... Well, we watched sexual... the first Avengers, and it's like... So, Robert Downey Jr.'s there for... You know, he's got a very witty way about him. Mm-hmm. The script, you know, he's being snarky and funny. That seems to be where it's going. It's the, this film is dumber than ever because it's always going to have them bouncing around in CGI in the last 20 minutes. But then they try to pepper it with, like, a guy like him being funny. And, like, that's changed as well. The action films are all really self-aware. All right, stay tuned for the Me Too quiz. See you in a sec. Mexican Phil Collins is right here. Think twice. Oh, yeah.
welcome back to the final segment. I've been bed with my honey in the moment. Hey, live in Kenki. Now the past 36 hours, I have been wondering about the Me Too quiz. If that's really a great idea. If it's the sort of thing. Huh? You don't even want to talk in this segment. <laughs> they could put me in prison. I haven't done any research. But it was simply stuff like... Can you name... Right, I was going to go... Which of these is a hit by Gary Glitter? Walking on Sunshine. Come on, come on. Blue Sundays. Or the pinball song. I mean, I, I don't really know who Gary Glitter is, but if I had to guess, it would be the last one. <coughs> it was Come On, Come On. What's the pinball song? I just made it up. It's quite good, right? <laughs> is Gary Glitter... He's one of the ones who is a pedo, yeah? He's a pedo, yeah. I don't know if he got me too. It was more... So this is more, you know, pedophiles are included in this quiz. And then the TV entertainer of the 60s, 70s and 80s, Rolf Harris. What was his skill that he displayed on TV? Was it singing? Painting? Poetry? Or dancing? This is for English people only. Shit! Yeah, you're right. <coughs> Do you know at home? I didn't grow up with Gary Glitter or Rolf Harris. The answer's painting, although he also did sing. Okay. Which of these former girlfriends of Ryan Adams say he owes them $80,000? Phoebe Bridges, Courtney Love, Parker Posey, or Mandy Moore? So you've mentioned all of those people's names in the last few days. Yeah. So I don't See, know what This quiz is hard read. for you. You've got naught so far. not really fair is it first you are no it's good to not know about perverts <laughs> i know all about them <laughs> uh is it phoebe bridges no it's courtney love what who claims that ryan adams rock and roll album was put entirely on 27 of her credit cards <laughs> from kurt cobain's <laughs> trust fund or something what yeah she's mad as well so yeah which of these actresses have not come forward to claim Harvey Weinstein, you know, did wrong on him. Which of these did not? Gwyneth Paltrow. It seems like the Me Too quiz is happening anyway. Jodie Foster. <laughs> Sharon Stone. Or Michelle Pfeiffer. Five Correct. And it's actually, I don't know that much about this. I only know that Gwyneth Paltrow came forward, so they're all, three of those answers would have been correct, whatever I said. Michelle Pfeiffer, Jodie Foster, Sharon Stone. Who's your favourite out of those actresses? Paltrow's shit, isn't she? And oh. everyone hates her. Yeah, and I'm not into Sharon Stone either. Pfeiffer's the best, isn't she? Who was the other one then? Jodie Foster. Yeah, it's Pfeiffer for me. Is Jodie Foster a good actor? She's all right. Yeah, I think she is. 
Fife is the best. Hands down. Fifers weren't nowhere near, uh, you know. Uh, Fife was nowhere near Weinstein, as far as I know. I'm sure they've met. Yeah. I don't have any. As about... far as you know, what would you know about? <laughs> she texts me. So she's up for the day of it. As far as you know, she texts me. As far as I know, when I met her and she was wearing a Catwoman outfit <laughs> last week, she said, "Stevie, I've never met Harvey Weinstein." Could, why don't you give me one about Bill Cosby? Because I don't know much about him. Uh, I don't think it really works that way because all of his victims were uh, were not. Oh, they're older. No, they're just not. Uh, they're not famous, right? The question I would have, which I don't know the answer to, is which drug did he put in their drink? Mm. And neither of us know the answer. No, I didn't. <laughs> I'll look the details of the case up closely. Anyway, the Me Too quiz is over. Let it just be known that I do not promote perverts. It is a serious matter. But you got to laugh at everything. got to laugh at ourselves. got to laugh at funerals. Yeah. <laughs> this may not get used. <laughs> but it's me too around the world. Are you going to interview the woman in the in the mall? The Mexican woman in the mall? Oh, no, but she wants us to buy a jet ski ride. And you, you're not bothered, and I'm not particularly... You told me it was like a motorboat ride, even though she gave you a brochure for only jet we skis. We can't walk past her now. She's not starting till 12, though. Her wow, name's Tina. You know her hours. I think. She told me a lot. But that's, uh, you know, the sales thing. I've got a lot of information out of her. It doesn't sound like you had to try. Her husband's from Yorkshire. She's Spanish. Or something. So what's she doing working in a I mall in Cancun? I don't know. Are Spanish, half Dutch. I'm used to the sales. They're trying to sell to me. And then the other one kept interrupting, going, right, well, if you need to do exercise, you should do this. Oh, hold on. I was like, don't worry, chill out. I will buy something. And now I won't. <laughs> I tried to put them at rest. I know all about the game of it. They like English people when you're not in England, don't they? They go, oh, this guy's English. I didn't have my glasses on. She put fast fit and everything. I love how you think me you have me. this like Clark Kent Superman thing with your glasses. I know, how that's when been you don't have your glasses on, been drilled up into me in my upbringing. You are this like. Yeah. No, but as I've said before, yeah. when I'm not wearing glasses, yeah. even the women with like the lip filler and stuff notice me. Bullshit. <laughs> it's true. The ones that have got like tattoos on their wrists that say "Daddy" or whatever. <laughs> Maybe and with the glasses, like, oh, he's interesting. Maybe it's just Ooh, that your vision is actually hackney. worse with the contacts in. So you just think everyone's looking at you. But in all honesty, you can't actually see what they're doing. No, I can see. Anyway, sorry about the Me Too stuff. I don't mean it. We just need material. And, you know, my top five singer-songwriter in my life has been caught up in it. So that's why I've touched on the subject. But I haven't touched on anyone illegally or inappropriately. <laughs> Except the moment. Okay, so we're off to get a ball gag and a dildo and a butt plug or whatever we were talking about earlier. We've had a Mexican experience. Mexicans are right, aren't they? When you're paying them. I don't know. Shit! 
But we're paying them in this hotel. We don't know what they're going to be like if it's not, you know. What, so either you're paying them and they're treating you nice or they're shooting you. Is that what you're saying? But isn't that America as well? Isn't that the world that we've created for ourselves? This ridiculous capitalist world where you have to have give someone money to give them your time and stuff to get their love. That's why finding your partner is important because everyone else you have to pay. Who says I don't want paying? You owe me. I owe You do owe me. I said to finish the episode, Life in Mexico, here is another unsigned act. There's going to be less famous acts, I'm, I'm afraid, and especially less Me Too acts. Especially less acts that are perverts and are manipulating women or men. We're not having them, we're not giving them any more exposure. And knowing nothing about his or his band's sexual history, here is Dennis Lickman and Brain Cloud, who play in New York every week at a place called Barb's. As you'll hear, it's like old time gypsy jazz. So see you next time. Enjoy every margarita. Enjoy the free buffet. Please enjoy life. Please. Am I just talking to myself? <laughs> yes. Adios, senor and senoras. Bear. Bear. Chimpanzee me by